0: That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up today.
1: Welcome to the First Pitch Podcast, brought to you by PitcherList.com, your daily morning podcast, updating you on everything you need to know to win your fantasy baseball league. Here's your host, Brian and Tricken. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by the wonderful people at PitcherList.com. I'm your host, Brian Entrick and a.k.a. Casey Bubba. You can find me on the old Twitter there, at BD Hendrick, B-D-E-N-T-R-E-K. We are here to recap your Thursday, May 4th action on the diamond to get you ready for Friday, May 5th, and all the exciting baseball to come on Friday. So let's recap a little bit. We don't, this is not as long of a news and notes segment as usual, So let's have some fun with it here. We'll start off with the big news of the day. Matt Mervis is called up from AAA Iowa to, draw, to join the Chicago Cubs. It's been a hyped-up name since uh, last season in the minors, the AFL, where he just torched everything he hit. And in AAA this year, he was hitting 286 with six home runs, 27 runs scored, and 27 RBIs, impressively walking 16.1% of the time with a 17% strikeout rate. Last year in Double A AA and Triple A, he combined for 29 home runs, hitting close to 300 at both levels. Uh, he's been a very, very productive hitter. He's going to be 25 this year. He's a beast, and it's going to be fun to see him there. Not sure what the corresponding roster moves are just yet for the Chicago Cubs, but Hosmer's days should be limited. You got Edwin Rios that could be gone as well. Doubt Mancini's the guy, but you never know. So Matt Mervis for your Friday matinee in Wrigley Field. That's a great way to debut in baseball. Some notes, uh, if you're a Tanner Bybee or Logan Allen fan, the first domino has dropped to help keep them in the bigs. That is Zach Plesiak being sent down to AAA. Zach Plesiak has been not good Bob, as we'd uh, like to say here. Um, he was pretty hyped up a couple years ago in the fantasy community. Never really lived up to those hypes this year. In um, in six games or five games started, only pitched 21 in the third innings, seven five nine ERA with a 4-5-5 fib And if you want to go even deeper on things, a 13.3% strikeout rate and 8.6% K to walk. Those are not going to get it done, folks, in the bigs. So please, that goes back to AAA. That means most likely Tanner Bybee is good to go. They're going to find a way to keep Logan Allen as well. Lots of fun in the Guardians situation. Some bad prospect news, though, is one of the top pitching prospects in baseball, 20th 20th overall prospect in baseball, Ricky Tiedemann of the Toronto Blue Jays, People are hyped on maybe seeing him later this season. Well, that might be on hold. We're still waiting for the final verdict here, but he left in the sixth inning after he threw a breaking ball. It was his 60th. No, he left after throwing a breaking ball, his 60th pitch of the game, and immediately pointed to his arm and asked for the trainers. He's diagnosed with a left biceps discomfort. More testing to be done on that one. Ronald Acuna Jr. Man, the guy is amazing on the field. He's hitting bombs. He's stealing all the bases. He just always gets dinged up a couple games ago. Gets hit by a pitch in the shoulder. He was day-to-day. He was back in the lineup. Uh, on Thursday, he fouled a ball off his knee. He was uh, walking around gingerly, went out to the outfield, could barely run in for a fly ball, and left the game. He's day-to-day with a knee injury. Obviously not good in that regard. He just he looked like he was in some pain, so we'll wait and see how that one heals up. I, he a little swollen on Friday. He is day-to-day as well. On the Jacob DeGrom front, there's no like set date on when things will return, but he's progressing nicely. From his latest injury, he's been injured in two of his last three starts, which is no fun. But he's scheduled to play catch either Friday or Saturday, and when, based on how that goes, we're going to see when they can start potentially at rehab or just get him back out there. Uh, so we'll see what Jacob DeGrom mentioned on yesterday's show. Jake Berger left with side discomfort. We figured it'd be an oblique injury. It was made official. He went on the IL with the right oblique injury. Not good at all. Uh, the White Sox in a corresponding move. Called up Lennon Sosa, who was just demoted to AAA. He came up for Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson came back. Sosa went down. Well, an injury brings Lennon Sosa back up in his short time with the team. Uh, he went 0 for 5 on Thursday, but he's hitting 140 on the season with one home run, three runs scored, and three stolen bases, striking out twenty almost 24% of the time. We look uh, under the hood at Lennon Sosa. There's not a ton to like the barrel here at 2.4%, hard hit rate 36.6. He's got some work to do, let's put it that way. But he's coming up to make the, the replacement of burger. We know Moncada's on the IL for a bit. So Lennon Sosa should get some run at their base, something to monitor. He's got the middle infield eligibility. He's going to have all kinds of eligibility by the time this week's over or next week's over. So something to monitor with Lennon Sosa. Vinny V, he looked like he was he was dodging bullets facing the Rays through three innings. He had a lot of one run on the home run, struck out a couple, but he left after the third inning with elbow discomfort. Further testing to take place on Friday. Jack Flaherty left his start uh, on Thursday with a hand injury. He took a ground ball off his non-throwing hand, left the game. It was either an injury or it's a, hey, we have an excuse to take Jack Flaherty out of the game after he had allowed 10 earned runs over two and a third innings pitched. Very rough outing for Jack Flaherty. And it's gotten to the point where Flaherty is at best a streamer in 12 teams and, and, and less, maybe even in 15s. Basically, 12 teams unless you can drop Jack Flaherty. He now has a, a 6.290 ERA on the season with a 4.98 XFIP. Um, it's, it's been rough. He's allowed of the 10 runs on Thursday. He allowed four earned in his last start, three earned, four earned. So that's a total of 11 earned, 21 earned in his last four starts. Definitely not going to cut it for the fantasy squads. Let's talk about some hitting highlights on your Thursday. Masataka Yoshida. Yeah, he started off a little bit slow, got a little banged up, came back, and he's been crushing it. He went three for five with a home run, three runs scored, and three RBIs on Thursday. Yoshida is now hitting 317 with six home runs, two stolen bases, a 10.8% walk rate and a 9.2% strikeout rate. He's locked in. He's crushing it for the, the Red Sox. Their team's kind of heating up. Devers had a big game also. So some things to monitor uh, with this team. If they can just get the bullpen figured out, maybe some starting pitching, they might be okay. But offensively, they're slowly getting it done. Uh, everybody or many people on the old Twitter there was writing off Byron Buxton about a week ago, wondering what are we doing? He's actually, quote unquote, healthy and still not getting it done. Well, Buxton went one for four with a solo shot on Thursday with two walks as well. He's now hitting 262 with eight home runs on the season, 21 runs scored, 19 RBIs, and two stolen bases. That'll do, folks. That'll do. The scary part of 31% strikeout rate, that's not ideal but the overall production is just fine from Byron Buxton. Last but not least here, J.J. Bladey been mentioning him in a few places. He went two for four in his debut with the Oakland Athletics as he got called up. Uh, the rumor got called up on Wednesday, made the start on Thursday. Actually, started on Wednesday. Never anyway, it was his second start. He went two for four with a solo shot, uh, which was big. In Triple he was hitting .316 with seven homers, one stolen base, but more impressively, a 16.8% walk rate and 12.6% strikeout rate. I want to highlight JJ Bleday just because this is a former big time prospect with the Marlins. Things never really panned out at the short stints in the big league level. Got traded to Oakland. Now he's tearing it up in AAA. They sent Connor Capel down for him, and JJ Bleday is getting his chance. This is a guy that might be worth some fab dollars this week. And don't go crazy, but definitely could be a guy that if he did finish, figure it out, if he is the next, you know, quote unquote failed prospect to learn how to hit all of a sudden, he could have a nice little uh, fantasy run for you in 2023. For more details on the day's top hitters, make sure you check out the Daily's Batters box at pitcherlist.com. Let's head to the mound where we had a couple nice, really, really nice outings here. Eduardo Rodriguez, Erod keeps getting it done. Eight shutout innings, two hits, one walk, nine Ks against the New York Mets. Big boy start there from Erod. He's got 13 lists, 35% CSW on the day on 102 pitches. On the season now, he has a 161 ERA, a 3.80 XFIPS. Obviously, some regression could be taking place there. But what's important to me is a sub-1 whip. Erod has lived in the 1.3 to 1.4 whip range most of his career. If he could even be like one two and below, that would be tremendous. So Erod is getting it done right now with the Detroit Tigers. Zach Eflin, he had a great start on Thursday against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Seven shutout innings with three hits, no walks, and 10 strikeouts. Very effective stuff from Zach Eflin. 13 whiffs with a 40% CSW. On 80 pitches, I say the 80 pitches just because that's what he threw, but also that's the Martins and a T. Drew Rasmussen has talked about it that they kind of have a plan that most pitchers go 80 to 85 pitches if you're not named Shane McClanahan. So Eflin was very effective, getting seven innings in that match. He's now four and zero on the season with a 2.25 ERA, 2.77 xFIP, and 31 strikeouts in 28 innings pitched. Lucas Giolito keeps making it intriguing. He's not the ace he once was, but he's much, much better than he was last year. On uh, Thursday, seven innings, one or two hits, three walks, and seven strikeouts against the Minnesota Twins. 18 whiffs and a 32% CSW on 101 pitches. Great stuff here from Giolito. He, he now has a quality start in four of his last five outings with at least five strikeouts in each start. He's definitely someone you can lock back into your lineups. He's going to have his hiccups. There's no doubt about it. Everybody does. Ask Kevin Gossman on Thursday. But for now, Lucas Giolito looking a lot more like the guy we hoped Lucas Giolito could be. Make sure you tune into the Plus Pitch Podcast with Nick Pollock and read his daily SP Roundup to get caught up on all things starting pitching. All right, let's talk about some relief pitchers on your Thursday's action. Jason Adam of the Tampa Bay Rays picked up his second save, went one inning, two unearned runs, struck out three. Um, That's his second save now since Pete Fairbanks uh, left with his first injury. Fairbanks was placed on the IL on Wednesday with forearm tightness. So uh, Jason Adam can be the guy for a bit here. Someone to definitely take advantage of on your fab waiver wire. Uh, a couple other things, nothing too crazy. Paul Seawald picked up his ninth save for the Mariners. AJ Minter picked up his seventh save, looked a little better than usual, but Rysel Iglesias is due up any day now, so keep an eye on that. And then Alex Lang of the Detroit Tigers picked up his fifth save, which is great to see. Or Lang so some of the guys we expect to be closers actually got the job done on Thursday which should not be a headline but kind of is a headline in this era of baseball make sure you guys read the daily reliever ranks article on PitcherList.com to get more information on all things relief pitching all right before we take a look at your Thursday or your Friday Cinco de Mayo May 5th day of action let's take a quick break and hear from our sponsors
0: That's noo to sign up for your trial today.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by Pitchlist.com. I am your host, Brian Interkin, a.k.a. KC Bubba. Before we get into Friday, let's take a quick look at the weather with our buddy, Mark Paquette. Thank you very much, Brian. Well, looking at today's schedule, full slate of games, Friday, it's getting exciting, and one of the best matchups, the Orioles at the Braves, It's going to have some rain around. Uh, This doesn't look like a complete washout, but we'll just have to keep an eye on it. Certainly could delay, could postpone. But like I said, it's not a complete washout, so I'm not expecting a postponement. But the good news besides that is that's the only game with any weather issues. Back to you. Hey, Mark. Thanks again, as always, for your weather preview for us. On the DFS front, looking at some bats on this slate, there's a lot of ways to go. I love these slates. It's an 11-game main slate starting at 7.05 p.m. Eastern time. You have a handful of really, really good pitchers and then a handful of places to attack with bats. So on 11 games, lots of ways to go. Some of the places I'll be looking at, Minnesota Twins versus Battenfield of Cleveland. I'll keep riding those Twins bats, especially the left-handed bats there. Don't forget about Buxton, of course. But you got Polanco. You got Kepler. You got some fun to be had in Minnesota. I'll keep riding the red-hot Texas Rangers bats, especially against the lefty Tyler Anderson, who has not looked good this season. Josh Young is a big-time play. Adelise Garcia is in play there. Marcus Simeon, Ezekiel Duran can be a nice value. Um, Even Jonah Heim, who I love at catcher. So Texas, I like a lot versus Tyler Anderson. then keep using the Atlanta bats, especially versus Dean Kramer in Baltimore, Uh, Matty Olsen and company, Ozzy Albies. Acuna, I'd imagine, is today off. Eddie Rosario could be a good one for you. So take advantage of the Braves in that one. On the mound, though, I mentioned there's a lot of aces. We're going to go look at some of the mid-priced guys here. Jordan Montgomery going up against the Detroit Tigers. Love me some Jomo in general, but especially in a matchup versus the Tigers. Look to take advantage of that. I'll go back to Max Fried versus Baltimore. Fried's been really good since coming off the IL, picking up where he left off in 2022. Now you get a Baltimore Orioles team with that uh, left field area that is not conducive to offense from the right-handed hitters. So Max Fried should have some fun with that one. Then I'll keep going with Bailey Ober. I know the Cleveland Guardians can be pesky at times. ober has been very good, going to give you five to six innings, at least a K in an inning, in a good spot there versus the Cleveland Guardians. Things I am looking forward to on your Friday, May 5th, obviously the Matt Mervis debut, and it's a day game. It's a matinee in Wrigley. Looking forward to that a ton. The big man should have, should have, should have some fun in, Wrigley, in the, the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. Then, a couple series I'm really looking forward to. We got Padres, Dodgers kicking off. You got Kershaw versus Darvish on Friday night. That's a doozy in a pitching matchup on its own, let alone the two teams fighting for the NL West. I know Arizona's up top right now, but you got the Dodgers, you got the Padres. These are the two teams everyone's expecting to be there in the end. So, this could be a really fun one. And then on the flip side, Houston. And Seattle meets up here, two of the top teams in the AL West. You got Luis Castillo versus Christian Javier. That's a fun one. You got Bryce Miller on Sunday, so keep an eye on that. But you got Castillo versus Javier to kick off the three-game series between Houston and Seattle. That's uh, some big boy stuff I'm looking forward to as well. That'll do it, folks. There's a quick Thursday on the Diamond, which means we have a big Friday coming up, big weekend coming up. Make sure you guys check out PitchList.com. Go check out PL Pro and PL Plus. Become a member over there. You get the Discord. You get the PLV tools. You get the pitching bot. You get projections and all the good stuff there, plus much, much more as the season goes on. And if you get the full year plan, you're going to be uh, into the, the the draft package as the next season comes on. So go check all of that out. Check out the awesome work at PitchList.com, all of the podcasts on the podcast network, and you won't regret it one bit. Well, I am out for the week, as usual. I'm your Monday through Friday host. That means Jake Crumpler will have you covered on the weekend. Jake's been great. Really good stuff from Jake. So make sure you guys enjoy that. I will be back with you guys on Monday to get you ready for another week of action on the Diamond. But for now, this was your first pitch podcast, Friday, May 5th edition. Hope you guys have a great day.